Alright guys, welcome back to day three of Uncaping, Unmasking, and Unhiding. I'm Cheryl and she's Natty and together we are Cheryl and Natty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't stop even if I try. Listen, for those of you who are new here, welcome to the Queendom Fifth. Where have you been all of our podcast lives? (laughs) To my sisters who have been rocking with us for a while, welcome back. We are so happy you guys are tuning in to the Shades of Strong podcast where our mission is to support you in your journey to uncaping, unmasking, and unhiding. Now for a quick recap. In day one, we talked about the cape and the mask Olivia Pope wears. In day two, we talked about her kryptonite. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the effects or the consequences of the mask and the cape that she wears and how they show up in various relationships. And of course, while we're talking about how they show up in her relationships, we're going to be talking about how they show up in our relationships and how they show up in your relationships as well. So yeah, take note to the things that jump out to you and see how um, what did I say? And see how what? <laughs> and see how the mask and the cape that she wears show up in your individual life. So yeah, Natty and I talked to talk a little bit about this before we press record. And in reference to Olivia Pope, her life kind of sucked, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> like it really did. I don't mean that in an ugly way, but When you really think about it, her life really sucked. Olivia was craving love and attention. And even with all the people she was surrounded by, she wasn't getting it. I mean, like it was like being in a room full of people and still being alone, kind of sort of. You know what I mean? So thrilled, like she wasn't happy. As a matter of fact, she was miserable because. She didn't have anyone. She didn't have anyone she could lean on. She didn't have anyone when she needed support. She didn't have anyone she could really depend on when she needed to fall apart. And I'm going to tell you, I can definitely relate to that. That has been probably the story of my life before I started doing my work and, you know, I started letting people in and tearing down my own emotional walls. (laughs) That was definitely the story of my life so so yeah there were people around but not to the level at which I think she needed them to be because she was so busy taking care of everybody else around her and making sure that they had what they needed so much so that they probably didn't even know she needed support right And that is one of the consequences of rocking the people-pleasing mask and taking on the role of protector for those who are, who are, who are constantly around you. People don't know that we need because number one, in some cases, we don't have the courage to take off the mask and to take off the cape and say, Hey, this is what I need. And then another reason is because 
We don't want to say this is what I need, because if we do, then the world and all of those around us will know that we don't have our ish together. And we've been working so hard to pretend like we do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Well, that's what happens when you wear a mask, right? When you wear a costume and you're walking through life like you're the villain in a Scooby-Doo cartoon and no one actually pulls the mask off to see who you really are. And they're not going to know who you really are. And when no one knows who you really are, yeah, they don't know what you need. And so you're sitting around needing all of these very valid and real things in your life and you're not getting them because no one knows and they don't know because you've got on this mask and they can't see it. They also don't know because, well, you've never said anything and all they know of you is you meeting their expectations because you have no boundaries. They can't imagine you needing anything. They, they don't know because they don't know you. And another reason that they don't know is because deep down you might not even know because again, if all you've been doing is meeting everyone else's expectations and you haven't taken the time to think about what your own expectations for your life are, what you, what it is that you really want, then how is anyone else supposed to know if you don't know? Absolutely. I totally agree. So what do you need? I think that's what we want you to reflect on today. Like I said, Olivia was, was, a, was craving attention and affection. So, yeah, what we want you to reflect on today is what do you need in your life today that you do not have? What is the need that is not being met because you're afraid to take off the cape and the mat? Is it conversation? Is it community? Is it support? What do you need that you do not have? And then when you ask yourself that question, don't stop there. Dig deeper. Think of, think back to your childhood as a little black girl and ask yourself, was it safe to voice what you needed? Ask yourself if it was safe to say, I don't want that. Instead, I want this. For instance, perhaps you hated oatmeal like I did as a child. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. But I ate it because I didn't have the courage to say, I don't like oatmeal. So I'm sitting at the table, like literally gagging, trying to eat oatmeal because I didn't have the courage to say, I don't like oatmeal. And in my case, it wasn't necessarily that it wasn't air quotes safe for me to say that I didn't like oatmeal. My mom knew I didn't like it, but it was all we had. <laughs> so she would say, she would just say, eat it so you won't be hungry while you're at school. And so I would eat the oatmeal. And so in that case, it wasn't necessarily that I didn't say I didn't like it because it wasn't safe. I didn't say I didn't like it because I didn't want my mom to feel bad. And so I ate the oatmeal. But even at, even as I was growing up, even if I didn't like something, I I wouldn't say I didn't like it because I didn't want to make the other person uncomfortable. And so I would pretend to like it. And so again, it goes back to people pleasing. So yeah, so it wasn't necessarily that it wasn't safe for me. I wouldn't because I didn't want to make other people uncomfortable because their comfortability was clearly more important than mine. 
And so, yeah, I brought that over from childhood. Think about instances like that when it comes to your childhood. Why were you not able to freely express what you needed? Was it safe? Was it because you wanted to make sure the other person was more comfortable? And so you weren't comfortable saying you needed this because for whatever reason. So think about things like that. Think about in your childhood, why were you not comfortable expressing what you needed or what you liked and didn't like? Because again, those things, we carry those things from childhood into adulthood. If it wasn't safe as a child, if it didn't feel safe as a child to voice your needs, it's not going to feel safe in adulthood, in adulthood, until you do the work to heal that wound. And I know we've been talking about healing in every episode, and that's because it's so important because I think what we don't realize as adults is that everything that happened and childhood contribute to the way we do life in adulthood. And some of those things are attached to trauma. And a lot of times when we think about trauma, we think it's got to be, oh, some horrible thing that happened in our lives, like sexual assault, domestic violence, hurricanes and tornadoes and terminal illnesses and things like that. But anything that happens to you that's out of the normal for you, and it causes you to have an abnormal reaction, that's trauma. And so in order for us to do life differently as adults, we have to heal our childhood trauma. So that's why you hear us constantly talking about healing in these episodes, because that is ultimately what we want from what we want for you as a result of tuning in to the into as a result <laughs> of tuning in to this series. So, yeah, think about whether or not it was safe for you to say a thing in childhood, because, again, if it, if it didn't feel safe in childhood, it's not going to feel safe in, a, in adulthood. So, yeah, what do you need that you do not have? If you had to answer that, Natty, what would it be? You know, the funny thing is, I, these are these are excellent questions, first of all. And these are questions that I've been. Asking and answering in my journals for a while now, uh, at least for a solid two years, because here's, here's, here's a major key. What you want and need today. That's very deep seated and very real. It could still change. And six months from now, it might not be the thing that you need or want anymore. So when I say I've been answering these questions for two years, it's because, well, two years ago, I thought what I wanted and needed was a certain Adorning yourself with the proverbial mask and cape didn't miraculously happen the moment you became an adult. More likely than not, there's a history of trauma dating back to childhood that left you feeling rejected, abandoned, betrayed, and angry. Those emotions don't automatically resolve themselves. As a little black girl, the thing you needed the most was to be seen, heard, nurtured, protected, and loved without condition. When those needs aren't met, you don't get the skills needed to do life as the real you from an emotionally healthy place. If you find yourself in this episode and are ready to start your journey to healing, please consider joining us in the Sister Circle of Healing, a 12-week virtual experience for Black women to gather in a safe and sacred space for healing, connection, and transformation. Join us now at shadesofstrong.com forward slash SOS circle.
And now two years later, within those two years, maybe I still wanted and needed it, but maybe it evolved. Maybe it changed a little bit. Maybe it morphed into something else. Maybe that actually wasn't the thing. And I came to a realization of, oh, no, what I'm really saying is this. For example, one of the things that I, um, that I have written a number of times in my journals as far as what I need, I've said a lot of times, I really need support. I really need support. Well, okay, so what does support look like for me? So within my, my interpersonal relationships within my home, support means, hey, I need everyone to be able to look and see what's going on in the house instead of just me. Oh, there are dishes that need to be loaded. Then you can take it upon yourself to load the dishes. If if there's something that's dirty that needs to be picked up or whatever, you can pick it up. Though that's what support because I'm I'm not a maid. I've never been one. I don't plan to be one ever, you know, because that's not my job. It's if I if it were my job, I would be going out doing that work and getting paid for it. But I'm not getting paid for it at home. So that's not what this is. This is not just my house. It's everyone's house. And so I'm not going to be everyone's maid. Everyone needs to be able to see and observe for themselves, think for themselves, and take it upon themselves to pick up their own messes. Um, that was just something that I've needed. I recognize that the, there are women out there that make, I mean, I don't know, they might just be real clean freaks or whatever, or germaphobes, or, you know, super, super a personality, personality types is like, no, they won't, if I don't do it, it won't get done. And then da, da, da. so they might feel comfort in doing all the cleaning themselves and cleaning up after everyone. Uh, that's never been me. That's not me. <laughs> so I'm like, no, let's all work together to keep the house, you know, feeling like a home and not feeling like just a dump, you know, yeah. that was one of the ways that I needed support in my interpersonal relationships outside of, of my home. And like just within my enterprise as, as being an artist support looks like, Hey, if I have something that I'm offering for sale, I'd like people to buy it. Or if they can't buy it, I would like them to signal boost it, share my work. Don't forget to share my name with the work. Don't ever share someone's work without crediting them. Credit me and share my work. Sign up for my email or whatever. You know, those are forms of support. So yeah, I had to really spell that out. So that's what you're going to have to do too. You're going to have to think about what it is you want, what you need and spell it out. I think the thing that I need that I do not have is an ask and a listen. You know, I need people to ask me how I'm doing and mean it. Don't ask me with the intent of making the ask about you. Oh my gosh, I get that so often. <laughs> people, like I've been, at, I've been in situations where a friend would say, would ask me how I'm doing. And then, you know, I would go into how I'm doing. And then she would say, yeah, but this is what I really wanted to tell you. And so she would go on with whatever was happening with her. But I digress. <laughs> So, yeah, don't ask me with the intent of making the ask about you. Ask me how I'm doing and really mean it. Really want to know and listen while I tell you. I think what's keeping me from it is that I'm so accustomed to being the asker and the listener that people don't think I need it. 
Because when someone enters the room, I immediately, I immediately ask, how was your day? And they dive in, they dive into how their day was without ever asking me the same question. And on the flip side, I think I asked first because nobody ever asked me. <laughs> and I don't want them to feel like they don't matter because that's how I often feel like I don't matter. And so I immediately jump into, hey, how was your day? Because I want them to know that I care about the things that concern them. So, yeah, I think that's what I need. I need an ask and a listen. That's really good. An ask and a it's important. You want to feel like someone like you're being listened to. Absolutely. What do you need that you do not have? Well, that's it for day three. Don't forget that we have a space for you to share your reflections and your thoughts in our Facebook group. And the name of the Facebook group is Shades of Strong Queendom. We have the link to that Facebook group will be in the show notes of this episode. So if you search Facebook and you can't find it, then just hop over to the show notes, click the link and bam, you there just like that. And we would love to have you in the queendom because like I said, we're going to do some live discussions over there. We're going to do all the things, you know, as we grow and build the community. If Facebook is not your jam, join the conversation on your favorite social media platform. On Instagram, I post like little images up there. You know, you can get down in the comments and tell me what you thought about the episode. Things. And then invite your friends to listen. Invite your friends to join the conversation. You know, we're Shades Strong everywhere, y'all. We're out. We'll be right back tomorrow with day four. Say goodbye, Natty. Goodbye, Natty.